welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Doug Addison here. I've got a fresh word for you. I'm so excited to release it because this is a time that the enemy has been coming in like a flood. Isaiah 59, 19, the Lord spoke this to me. When he comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And I tell you, we qualify for that right now. The enemy has come in like a flood The Lord has a standard, and that's why we have the prophets. That's why we have the pastors, the teachers. We have all the body of Christ in operation right now. But we want to come into agreement together to get this standard of the Lord and break this standard of darkness we're seeing. Oh, you're going to have a breakthrough. I can feel it already. Lord, I thank you that you're raising up. You're lifting a standard against the flood that is coming against us And the enemy has been coming in strong because there is a coming revival that's bigger than anything we've ever experienced, and you're preparing us right now. Let us come into agreement on earth as it is in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I just released a free ebook, Four Powerful Keys That Change Your Life. I want you to go to my website, DougAddison.com, download it. I was going to announce it at the end, but... I want you to get this into your spirit because this is part of the strategy the Lord gave me to break the standard the enemy has brought against us. And the four keys, actually, it's quite simple, but these are the things I wish someone would have shown me years ago, would have saved me a lot of pain, time, and money trying to figure them out, but I pulled them all together, and it's the power of agreement, the power of perfect love the power of your words, and the power of forgiveness. These are the things, if if anyone would ask me or sit me down and say, what is it that's changed your life the most? And absolutely, by far, it is these strategies or these principles. And the enemy wants to try to get you distracted. He wants us to try to look at the things, you know, look at this, see that, get arguing and disagreeing and and get you caught up and bound up into troubles and your bills and everything when it comes back to it, the Lord is releasing a standard right now for us to be able to come into agreement. And the first one is the power of agreement. Now, I'm not going to talk on it right now, but I'm going to unpack a little bit more behind it, how why I'm releasing it right now. And I encourage you to download the ebook and get that into your spirit and, and share it with some other people as well. Because right now, The Lord spoke to me that what we're going through is very similar to Matthew 18, verses 21 through 35. And it's a parable about the unmerciful servant. And the Lord said, this is going on right now. Peter came to Jesus in verse 21 and asked, Lord, how many times do I have to forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus said, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times, or seven times 77. It's all kinds of different translations, but in other words, a lot. And 
Jesus said in verse 23, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle the accounts with his servant. And he began the settlement. He brought in a man who owed him basically a million dollars. 10,000 bags of gold was brought in because he was supposed to pay this back and he wasn't able to pay. And he had actually sold everything to try to pay his debt, but he couldn't do it. And then the servant fell at the king's knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. And the king had mercy on this servant and relieved him, canceled his debt totally. But then, verse 28, that servant went out and he found a fellow servant who owed him basically a dollar or maybe even less than a hundred dollars. He owed him just some silver coins. He grabbed him and choked him and said, pay back what you owe me. He demanded. Then the master found out about this and he said, you wicked servant, I, I canceled all of your debts because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had on you? And in his anger, he handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he paid back all he owed. Wow. Jesus told this parable to show us that we've been forgiven a great debt by his blood, by the body, by the cross of Christ. We actually have been forgiven an amazing amount. And that is why, folks, I talk so much about the fact that we need to not be in judgment against others because of this parable right here and some other biblical principle God is balancing the books right now. And he's not angry like this one part that, you know, he's, he's angry and he's going to throw you into the jailers to be tortured. But listen, there is part of this. God is love. But if we get outside of his principles, you know, when we're not loving God with all our heart, all our soul, all our minds, loving our neighbors, ourselves, that's what Jesus said was the number one principle. When we're not doing that, when we're judging and not forgiving. When we're cursing and not blessing, we're now outside of the covering of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know if you confess your sins, like Jesus said at the beginning of this parable, he told Peter, I don't care, you need to confess and forgive people seven times seventy. You need to keep forgiving people because that brings you back under my blessing, my blood. But if we're not confessing our sin of judgment, If we are judging other people, like Jesus is saying here, and not forgiving others, we then get outside of the covering of the Lord. Listen to me here. This is not a legalistic thing. God is the God of love. But if we get outside of his principles and we no longer bring our sin of judgment against others under the blood of Jesus, then what could happen is what he said is that you could be handed over to jailers to be tormented. Now, this is what's going on. We know in 1 John 4, 18, perfect love casts out fear, but fear involves torment. Now, if we are in fear or judgments, we get outside of God's covering and tormentors can come in because it's not forgiven. But all you have to do right now, if you're guilty of any of this, judging others, speaking against others, all you have to do is ask forgiveness because First John 1, 9 is going to kick in. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Now, that's really important. 
that Jesus started this parable with the fact that we can forgive people over and over because we need to. And we need to stay in that place of perfect love. And that's why when I release the four keys to change your life, one of them is perfect love based on 1 John 4.18. And when I came into agreement with perfect love in my life, and here I was, I've been in ministry from various aspects for over 25 years. I have been a church planter. I've been a senior pastor. I've been in the prophetic movement, been a trainer. I'm now operating in the prophetic. And even after all those years and all the closeness of the Lord, I've been taken into heaven even after all that. I had not understood 1 John 4, 18, that, and if you read it in the New King James, it actually translates it a little bit better, is that love will cast out fear. Those who fear have not been made perfect. We need to become perfect in love. And if we don't do that, it's possible people who operate in fear possibly can get a tormentor assigned to them. That happened to me, folks. I was operating in fear, not in my, you know, I didn't know it was in my front of my mind anywhere, but I went through some rough things through childhood. I had been on drugs. I was a meth addict. And thank God I got saved. I always say the streets are a better place after I got saved, you know. But I tell you, there was parts of my heart that I didn't know were still sealed off with fear. And you don't ever read that little book, My Heart's Christ Home, where God comes in and and he creates you as a new home. You know, you redo the living room, the bedroom, the intimacy. You do all these things. He goes to the closet and stuff like that. I've done all this. I tell you, I've helped people. I majored in, in a lot of inner healing for a number of years, but I still had this place somewhere. If I go back and think about it, I remember having my heart's Christ home. When I would picture it, I had this brand new, beautiful home with a lot of windows because I'm a seer and the Lord had redeemed me. But somewhere when I'd get tired and frustrated and I was under warfare, there was a little room that wasn't finished in the basement and it was a pit toilet in there. And I'd go sit in there sometimes with my low self-esteem, with my unhealed anger that I didn't know existed because I had been wounded a lot, and then I went through a rough, rough time with my family being taken out, a lot of them. My mom, my aunt, my two uncles all died, and my first cousin all died in 1999 of Huntington's disease, wiped out, and I watched them. I watched the ones that, I mean, these were women of faith, my mom and my aunt, so it really discouraged me. Then I had to become a caregiver for my my sister, my oldest sister, who in her late 50s started going through it, and then my brother died, and she eventually died, and I was working with hospice, and, and, and um, she was a believer. I was watching all these believers die, so it wounded me somewhere inside, and I didn't realize that I was angry at God. Now, there it is. Get outside of the very thing that God said is the, the greatest thing. Jesus said, love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I got outside of that somehow. And I had developed some things where I was in fear. I was uh, in fear. Even though the Lord had healed me, I was still in fear. I'm just trying to 
I'm pulling back the curtains here. I'm becoming very vulnerable with you to help you understand how you can get healed. And I ended up very sick after my sister died in 2015. It was actually more like the time of 2013 when I had to force her into out of her home. Um, and here she was in her late 50s. I had to force her out of her house and into a nursing home. I had to do things. It was really painful because she was in, she was in danger. And it was Huntington's disease it was doing. And I walked her all the way through. My wife and I walked through this time. And it was so painful to see it. But I developed fear somewhere in the back. And right around 2013, I hit the wall. Now, I was still under God's grace. I was still under his forgiveness. But sickness hit me. I went through a time of multiple chemical sensitivity so bad at one point I actually was driven from my home and I could no longer stay at my house. I couldn't drive my car. I couldn't be around my wife. I was allergic to everything. I was taking three to five showers a day. This is in 2016. I was still operating in the prophetic, but because I tell you, I I don't want to give glory to Satan. And by the grace of God and my team, we still made it through that. I never missed a daily prophetic word releasing. I never missed releasing prophetic words and doing things, but it was a challenge, I tell you. But by the grace of God, we've made it through. I got so sick because I didn't understand the power of agreement, and I didn't understand the power of perfect love. And it wasn't until the Lord revealed to me that tormentors can get assigned. First John four eighteen. If you get into fear and you don't love, those are the two things. See, remember I said the power of agreement. If you agree together, that will actually be done positive or negative. And so what happened to me is I started to get outside and didn't realize it. And the enemy came in like a flood and I got healed. I tell you, I got healed of multiple chemical sensitivity. I got healed of Lyme disease. I got healed of Huntington's disease. I got healed of anxiety. And I am tell you, I'm walking healed right now. Huge turnaround of my life. But it wasn't until I understood the power of agreement that if two agree together, that's not just in prayer, but to also break any agreements that you have with darkness and agree with the Lord's principles, and then the power of perfect love, because it will cast out those tormentors of fear. If you come into agreement with fear, and you stop loving somewhere, whether it's yourself, you could stop loving yourself, you could stop loving other people, or you could be angry at the Lord, and then that gets you out from under that beautiful covering that would would actually bring you back in right away when you repent. But if you operate on a regular basis, it can actually be very, very difficult. And that's what I went through. That's why I'm telling people now, listen, it's so important to understand the power of agreeing with the Lord and not with Satan. We want to agree with the names of the Lord. He is, you know, the names of the Lord. He's the God of our, he's our provider. He's our helper. He's everything. He's our healer. Out of all of his names, he is not the accuser. Revelation 12.10 is the accuser of the brethren. That's the name for Satan. That's why the power of agreement, Galatians 6.7, therefore what you sow you shall reap, works both ways. 
You know, you can actually come into agreement with negative things and it can close the heavens over you, close your finances. It can make you sick or you can come into agreement with God's ways and it will open the heavens back over you. And this is what I had to do a long time ago. I began to come out of a massive amount of illness against me because no one had been healed of Huntington's disease. We don't have a documented case of healing of Huntington's that I know of. It's very tragic. It hits you. Unless someone in your family had it, you had a 50-50 chance. It's DNA that's passed, a mutated gene. And in my case, my family had it 100%, and I got diagnosed in 2001. I got healed of all the symptoms of Huntington's. That was back when I was 42 years old then. Went to a Todd Bentley conference. I did everything, man. I cut it off. I went up one side, down the other. That's when we started In Light Connection, and I'm doing what I'm doing today. But I tell you, I'm now 59 years old and I have a CAG. That's what the they call it. It's a repeat of a RNA of the gene Huntington. And I have the same repeat, the CAG 42 that killed my mom, my aunt, my uncles, my sister, my brother, my first cousins. And my other sister got hit with it. And, you know, we had to pray and bring her, you know, into a place of healing. She's now I just saw her, but she's getting healed of this disease. Now, it's never it's never touched me. I started early stages in 2001. Very, I wasn't diagnosed. Uh, I had the gene, but I wasn't that symptomatic. But I tell you what happened to me. They laughed at me when I went back to get retested because I, I was convinced that the Lord did something in my life. And they laughed at me because my DNA still shows that I have it. But here I am, 59 years old with no symptoms. I just went to the UCLA Medical Center, one of the HD centers of excellence, just two years ago, and they they confirmed this. They said, we don't understand it. They call it an anomaly. That's medical for a healing. You know, for it's a miracle. And they said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And I said, all right, I'll do it. But I'm going into a study now because there's not many people like me. There's not many people who've gotten a healing of something so dramatic now, I didn't have the understanding back then, but the Lord did tell me back in 01, 2001, when I got healed, he did tell me to hit it at all the areas, generational. I went through generational healing. I had to go through this and this, and I went through systematic checklist, kind of, and I did get healed. I haven't seen anybody else, but I'm expecting it, and the Lord did tell me that there's a time that I'm going to go back. He told me this when I got my blood tested a second time because I was so convinced that I was healed, even though it didn't show up. And they laughed at me because your DNA never changes. The Lord told me, when you go for your third test, your blood test, when I tell you to, your DNA will have changed. and It will be a testimony to the world. Now, I'm standing here today, 59 years old, totally symptom-free. And the Lord hasn't told me yet to go do that. But I know the Lord's about to do something. And we are going to see it. But I tell you, it is from perfect love coming into agreement with the things of the Bible and not the things of the world. It is stepping into the place of perfect love and also the power of forgiving. I had to forgive people in my life. I had to really work to get that breakthrough because Satan will try to get you. He'll try to find something. Jesus said, you know, the prince of this world is leaving. He'll come back, but he's found nothing in me. 
So we want to be able to walk at this level as well. We want to find the things that we can get rid of, that we have in common with darkness. Now, you don't want to get legalistic about this in any way, shape, or form. But once we do that, we could move into a place where we're receiving total healing for what God wants for us. And it does take time. I mean, in some cases, it takes time, but it does take effort. That's for sure. It's not something automatic because the people that I see that even the people I know in my family, my sister's not this case, but people in my family, uh, people who've tried to do what I do, you know, to get healed, they didn't grab hold of it. They took just the blood of Jesus and the name and the word of Jesus by faith. My mom and my aunt were word of faith. That's what I tell you, it messed with me for so long. But this hideous disease that has no cure, it has no remission. It's a horrible disease because it's so hideous. As Satan came in like a flood, we have to now get a standard against it. And it's the power of your words, the power of perfect love, the power of agreement, the power of forgiveness, I tell you, is how I'm walking today. Now, the ebook's not about getting healed, but it, it, it involves that because once you get this in your spirit, everything's going to flow. Your finances are going to flow. You're going to see a breakthrough in all that you do, especially if you can walk in this area of forgiveness because it's all tied together with those who forgive. And many people are blessing today. You know, they're blessing with their finances. Luke 6, 38, you know, given it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, will be running over into your lap by the measure you give you will receive. And you hear that at the offering, which is true. It's a biblical principle, but read the verse before. This is where my breakthrough came in, is the verse before Luke 6, 37. Jesus said, forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and you will receive. So you need to start by forgiving people. And this is not a standard in the world today. In other words, the standard, I started out with that verse in Isaiah. There's a standard against us by the enemy, The standard today is unforgiveness, revenge, and a cold heart. We need to come against that and get that out of our lives. And as we do it, we come into agreement and not with judgments. We actually hold the keys. We're the ones that hold the keys. The keys of the kingdom belong to you. And we need to really just kind of get into agreement. And the Lord told me this. We need to be flexible. Sometimes we stand too firm for what we believe, and we can lose touch with grace, mercy, and God's heart for people around us, including ourselves. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And once I grasped that, that God is love, my whole message changed. I tell you, I started releasing the love, not judge message. I started talking about flip it and flip it good. When something comes in, when the enemy comes in like a flood, I started going everywhere. I had a five-year assignment to go places and get people on their knees and repent for any judgments we'd made over people or groups of people. And we would see heaven. I tell you, the heavens would open. Angels would literally come into the room at times. Sometimes you could see them. Sometimes you couldn't. But the heavens would open. A thick presence of the Lord would come. 
and the courtroom of heaven would open up when we would be on our knees repenting for our judgments. But, you know, a lot of people got up from that meeting and says, oh, wow, great meeting, Doug, and then left and went back to judgments, went back to treating people badly on the freeway. And that's one place that you'll know if God has changed your heart is how you treat people when you drive your car. And you can actually come into agreement with darkness and not realize it. And we need to walk at this new place. One of the things I've noticed when I mentioned that verse, Luke 6, 37 and 38, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for the measure you used. It will be measured to you. I think personally that those two verses can't be separated. You can't just say, give it, it will be given to you. Because if you're not reading the previous one, if you're condemning or you're judging, then you have now put a dam up, like you've you've dammed up the water flow over you. If you're giving right now and you're not seeing a return, if you are praying and you're not seeing an answer, if you're sick or you're in debt, I want to tell you right now is your good day because you might have what the Lord calls a spiritual log jam. Because later on, the Lord talked about that in Luke 6, 42, I think it is. I'm going to paraphrase here just for time. But the Lord said, you know, why do you, and this is in the context still of giving and forgiving, because why do you look at your brother or sister and try to get the speck out of their eye when you yourself have a plank or a log in your own eye. He said, you hypocrite, get the log out of your own eye and then help them. And this is so important because if we don't do that, we close the heavens over us. So we have a lot of people, what I call spiritual log jams. And I know God wants to do something new right now. He wants to release this over you. And so I want to just walk you through really quickly. This is going to open the heavens over you. I tell you, everywhere I go, I do it. First of all, we want to come into agreement with the power of agreement. We're to agree together. That's positive or negative. We want to agree with the Lord. We want to agree with his word. We want to agree with his ways. And one of his ways is love because he is love. God is love. The power of perfect love. 1 John 4, 18. We want to come into agreement with the power of our words. Like Jesus, notice that he cursed the fig tree, and then it withered. And people don't know this was so powerful. Most people skip over this. He did it for a purpose. He came back the next day, and disciples noticed, my goodness, the fig tree withered. And he said, you can do this too. And he says, or, read it, or, you can say to that mountain, be moved, and it will be be thrown into the sea. Jesus said, listen, you have power to wither with your words or to move mountains. And the power of perfect love and power of agreement is what will cause these things to come in alignment for you right now. And it's the power of forgiveness. So when you combine these things together, you are going to see an amazing, massive breakthrough in your life right now. Let's clear the heavens over you. Let's clear the heavens over each other. Don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry about when you're thinking of this and you're thinking of, oh, this is good for someone else. Oh, no. You need to now take some time 
Lord, if we have judged anybody or we have unforgiveness in our heart, including you, Lord, including ourselves or other people or other groups of people, political parties, people of different lifestyles, different belief systems. Lord, we ask forgiveness if we have judged anybody. We ask now that we could repent and clear this judgment from the records. We ask also, Lord, that you would cleanse our sin of judgment, that right now we have a log in our eye, and that you would help us now through repentance relieve, remove completely the log in our eye, the logs of judgment, the logs of unforgiveness. And now, Lord, we release the power of forgiveness. If you forgive those who sin against you, Jesus said, the Father in heaven will forgive you. And of course, he forgives us. But now we clear the records. We are now opening the heavens right now. We're coming into agreement with perfect love. We're coming into a agreement with the anointing, Jesus said, that not only would wither the fig tree or wither other people or wither ourselves, we're coming into agreement now with the power to move mountains, with the power to say to this mountain that's in front of you right now, be removed and lifted and thrown into the sea. And we step into the power of forgiveness. Now, Lord, open the heavens over us for our finances. We open the heavens now for our ability to love others and to see them as you see them. Now we open the heavens. Yeah, what we're doing right now is going to open the heavens over you, over your family, over your house. You might have to do this a few times. I now live this lifestyle of agreement, no longer agreeing with the negative things. Galatians 6, 7, whatever you sow, you shall reap. No longer do I live in a time of judgments. And when I do, I stop right there and I repent and I will offset it. I kid you not. If I find myself judging, I will find someplace to give more, three or four more compliments or blessings so that I am no longer locked under this curse of judgment. And release now, Lord, perfect love to us. Let us understand we bind the spirit of fear. I tell you, John said, if you bind that spirit of fear and cast it out, the tormentors will go as well. This is the time right now. We take authority over the spirit of fear. It's not just an emotion. It can be a demon. And if it's combined with not loving people, it can be a tormentor. So we cast out the tormentor in Jesus' name over people. And we ask now, Lord, that you would allow us to walk fear-free that you would allow us to walk in forgiveness, that you would allow us to walk in perfect love, in agreement on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want you to grab hold of this Four Keys to Change Your Life free ebook. It's on my website, dougaddison.com, or you could go dougaddison.com forward slash four keys and get it. And if you download it, that's why I want you to get this in your spirit. If you download it, we're going to also extend to you an offer that's not available anywhere else. And uh, the Lord gave me this message 
to release that he said it would change the world. Plus, there's three audios that are the special messages that I recorded specifically for people who would commit to the free ebook, who would commit to the four keys, read the four keys that I'm offering these three audios. It's not available anyplace else. And these were not like leftover messages. These were recorded specifically for this time and this season. And we're offering you at a ridiculously low amount because I don't want money to stand in the way. I want you to get this stuff in your spirit. And that's why the ebook's free. And that's why the offer you're going to get is also just so that you can get it in your spirit. We're just basically covering costs and things like that. But we want you to get this down and get into this new season. Get ready because God's going to do something new and he wants to include you. You're invited to the party. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Amen. All right. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.